Colorado, they're still kind of recovering from that Stanford loss. But Nick Saban weighed in on what exactly went wrong. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. Today's episode of Locked On Buffs is brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We are brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every single day for free, wherever you get your podcast. So without further ado, uh, I kind of mentioned it in my little intro. Colorado, still recovering. I think they're probably over it mentally or moved on at least mentally. And they're looking ahead to what is ahead of them because obviously they have five games left. They have a chance to make a bowl game. They have a chance to accomplish everything that they were hoping to accomplish or can, they still have a lot to accomplish. They can make a bowl game. They can make a prominent bowl game. Maybe if everything goes right, they could win all five and somehow make it to the Pac-12 title game. Either way, they have to look ahead. The Stanford game is behind them. It is what it is. It happened. But Nick Saban, uh, when he was on the Pat McAfee show, kind of weighed in on what exactly went wrong uh, with Colorado and his team this past week when they uh, almost blew a lead to Arkansas, blew their lead against Arkansas. He said, I think Colorado was a great example of a little bit what happened to us last week. Get ahead 29-0 in a game. Guys lose their mental intensity, their focus, and the game starts to change. The momentum swings and you can't get it back. So you have to learn how to sustain and grind through it and continue to impose your will so you never lose that which I think is a great point because honestly, and I think that's exactly what happened. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the talk around the game was Colorado is not a good team. Colorado is this Colorado is that. And I think Colorado just kind of, I've said this and I'll say it again. They took their foot off the gas pedal and they made life difficult for themselves. They went into halftime up 29, zero. They came out of the half. They didn't, if honestly they run the ball, get a few first downs or maybe get another touchdown. That game's more than over. But Stanford came out, held them scoreless until the fourth quarter. They held them to just one touchdown in the second half. And then the defense was just constantly getting exposed. And it was like it was like part of them. And sometimes this happens. Like you you just have a feeling or like a like a an intuition where like something's gonna go wrong. I think Colorado had gotten to the point mentally where they're like, we won this game, so the game is over. And that like intuition of like something's about to happen never kicked in and by the time it may have kicked in it was way too late it was far too late uh stanford obviously came back and won in double overtime and so i think nick saban's right i think this is showings obviously colorado took their their foot off the gas pedal and they kind of lost that intensity but to me this shows a team that needs to i guess that's a wake-up call for them they haven't been in that situation really before except for the nebraska game where they're blowing someone out and they sustain the lead and so i think it was while you don't want to learn this way, trial by error, uh, it was a great learning moment because they learned if we go up big and we don't continue to treat the game as if it's 0-0, or down 10 or whatever, then we will lose the game. And I think that's kind of a – it's a harsh reality, and especially a team that's full of transfer players that haven't all played together and coaches trying to figure everything out. I think that was a wake-up call for everybody. I think there was a lot to be learned there by the coaches. 
in terms of game management, in terms of discipline, in terms the players, same thing. They weren't disciplined. And there's a lot to learn and what will probably probably be a game that we look back on if Colorado because I think I fully think this and I'll get to this later in my vibe check of Colorado because I feel like my you guys are some people are just misconstruing what I'm saying way too much. So I gotta do a vibe check for you, update you guys. But I like I, I will get to I think Colorado can make a bowl game. But if they play like they did in the second half, they will not make a bowl game. And we will look back at that Stanford game and we'll be like, that was the moment where things kind of fell off because that's a pivotal moment of the season. This is a moment where they either build off of and be like, okay, we don't ever want that to happen again. We saw what happened. We were embarrassed on national TV and we don't want that to happen. Or it'll be a moment where we look back and be like, well, week seven or week six or whatever that was, was when the wheels officially fell off for this season. Obviously it's not for the whole coach prime tenure, but for this season, this game could be one that kind of derails the season. I think no one game should determine a season, but obviously that's assuming that all humans can move on from a game. And obviously it's very tough to move on from something like that, especially when the media will not let you forget just how bad it went. And I think that's kind of the case that Colorado will find themselves in moving forward. And I just don't think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be easy to move on from if they are kind of, haunted by whatever happened there but realistically learning experience i think the bet i saw a word of the day in my comment section yesterday was reset and i think this is a perfect time to reset i think the bye week in a sense from one's angle i think it came at the worst time because now they have to sit with this loss for two weeks but two it could also come at a good time because now they have a chance to reset and move forward without kind of kind of drowning in like they have time to experience and process the loss which sometimes you're your own worst enemy and your thoughts are your own worst enemy but hopefully they can turn this into a positive and make something out of nothing because that was a tough tough loss but it is what it is okay this episode of locked on bus is brought to you by our sponsors over at better help if you or someone you know have ever needed to talk to someone to kind of get things going in a positive direction or you just need some assistance better help is the place for you if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient. It's flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brand your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college today. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel. Let me tell you about our sponsors over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets with FanDuel, the America's number one sports book this NFL season. Guaranteed, you get $200 in you get $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back. We are talking. This is Locked on Bus. I'm your host, Kevin Borba. We're talking about Ricky Williams. Kind of random, but... He threw a, an interesting, I would say it's a stray uh, at Coach Prime. And I think this is a – Coach Prime obviously started a movement with the transfer portal. I think he started a movement in a way – he's not the first former player to coach, but I think he's the first, like, notable one that I could think of. 
I know Eddie George is out there coaching and Ed Reed gave a, a go at coaching, but it didn't work out at Bethune Cookman. But I would say Coach Prime currently off the top of my head is the best former athlete that is currently coaching in college football. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he has inspired coaches to coach a certain way. I think he's inspired coaches to build a roster a certain way. And clearly he's kind of given some other players, former players, some confidence that they could do the same because I realistically don't know where Ricky Williams is. Like, I understand what he's saying here. Let me just tell you what he said. So Ricky Williams was on a podcast called the momentum podcast with Mo Hassan or Hassan, excuse me, former USC quarterback. And they were talking about Ricky coaching because Ricky, obviously Heisman winner at Texas went on to the NFL. I think the saints traded like all their draft picks in the world to get him. And he asked uh, Ricky Williams, do you think he could coach? And so Ricky said, hell yeah. I coached running backs for one year at a small college in San Antonio, Incarnate Word, which is the um, one of the better programs at that level, at the FCS level. They broke records, his running backs. To me, I had good coaches, but the best coach I ever had was me coaching myself. And so, I mean, obviously, Ricky Williams was a great running back, a great player. And so there's, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that he had a lot to do with himself getting where he was because obviously the great ones kind of have that extra that extra ability and so mo the host asked him if he would coach texas if given the opportunity and williams said hell yeah and then he hawson brought up Deion sanders and says it would be similar to the sanders effect and williams thinks williams said he thinks it'd be bigger he said it would be bigger than the Deion sanders the Deion effect when i say better than Deion or different than Deion, it's because i'm an astrologer and so when i'm coaching these kids i'm not just looking at what i see with my eyes I'm looking at something deeper and I'll be able to access and tap into deeper levels of motivation and skill development than others because I have that added level of clarity. Then Williams, I mean, Williams, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know Ricky, run, Ricky, run. He has always dabbled in extracurricular activities. At the, It's legal, but it is something that has always kind of stood out. And so that's where he gets his astrology views and his astrology knowledge. Uh, I think... Coach Prime will inspire movement of former players thinking they could be coaches. Obviously, Ricky has that one year of experience. I think Coach Prime is making it look easier said than done. He is literally one of the best football players ever. Ricky Williams, one of the better college football players ever, but didn't quite pan out in the NFL. I think this is a an instance of like I see someone doing someone. I'm not to say that I'm not trying to say that Ricky Williams isn't on the level of Coach Prime, but professionally he was, and so I think he's thinking that he has, for lack of a better term, more clout than he does. Because I think the biggest appeal for Coach Prime is, one, he's a culture builder. He's a great personality. He kind of builds his program up using strong love, in a sense, where like he'll be really hard on his guys, but at the same time, you know he loves every single one of them. And he also is happens to be one of the most famous athletes ever. So I think that also plays a role, um, a major role and what coach prime's got going for him i just don't know if ricky williams has that going for him i think ricky williams if you ask people on the street you'd be like you know ricky williams they'd be like yeah i know ricky williams and i don't know like he's he has a recognizable name but i think Deion sanders has a more recognizable name brand and everything in between than ricky williams and so it's interesting that he made that comparison that he thinks he could be bigger than coach prime but hey nonetheless to each their own i think coach prime is inspiring people which is all that matters at the end of the day. So as long as he continues to inspire and continues to 
build his program up. We're going to see more people maybe get into coaching that we didn't think would uh, ever consider it. But hey, it's the Coach Prime effect, and we're going to see it all the way through because I think there's a lot of potential there. And Ricky Williams, maybe he'll get back into coaching. Maybe future running backs coach Ricky Williams at Colorado. That'd be interesting. The running backs need some help. Um, that'd be interesting for sure. But hey, we'll just have to wait and see to see if Ricky gets back into coaching. And we'll just see which effect is bigger or better. By the way, this episode of Locked on Bus is also brought to you by our sponsors over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable short in the game. They make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to, des- designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And they fix this issue by inventing cloud net fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Golf, dates, evening. Um, evening out, excuse me, pool, workout, lounging, work. They can do anything. So if you want to get yourself a perfect pair of bird dogs, go to birddogs.com. So that's locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We could promise you that. Welcome back to Locked on Buffs. I think this is probably my favorite segment so far. But I've noticed in the comment section, it is very interesting. I talk about this every week thus far this season. I've always said Colorado's ceiling to me. What I think they will do is 6-6. Six and six. I think they make a bowl game. Then they started winning some games, and I saw them actually hit the field, and I was like, based on what I'm seeing, when they're successful, this is an 8-9 win team. And now we saw how they play against the upper echelon of Pac-12 schools. And I feel more comfortable with my 6-6 six and six prediction, maybe seven wins. And all of a sudden, people are pretending that I'm out here saying Colorado's bad, Coach Prime's not this, Coach Prime's not that. And I just want to give you a vibe check from my mouth to your ears because I think a lot of people are either just reading comments that of people who don't watch these videos or maybe there's some confusion, something lost in translation So let me get this out of the way. I think Coach Prime will have great success at Colorado. I think he will lead this team to a Big 12 title within the next two years, obviously, because they're going to the Big 12. I think he will ascend up the recruiting rankings. I I imagine he'll continuously, or not continuously, I imagine he will get a top 15 class either next year, maybe this year. I mean, they could always pick things up. And I think he will be a recruiting juggernaut. I think his roster will continue to build. I think they know what they did wrong this season, which this isn't me saying the transfer the transfer portal experiment worked or failed. I think they just know that there's going to have to be some high school development uh, in, in terms of the trenches. Their skill positions, amazing. They have some – I think they have probably one of the five best receiver cores in college football. I think their running backs are talented individuals that aren't being used correctly. And I think the offensive line is kind of playing a role in that. And I think when it comes to the offensive line, excuse me, and the defense line for that matter, Colorado needs dogs and they need to develop them. I think there's going to be transfer portal guys that are talented enough that can come in and make an impact and kind of be what they were hoping some of these guys are going to be. But not there's not that many. And so I think getting... Because you really realistically, you need seven offensive linemen that are 
starting caliber. And then you need defense linemen. You need like six to 10 or eight to 10. And they have starting caliber guys. They just don't have game changers. Their offense line is statistically the worst in college football. And their defense line is just not as good as they need it to be. And so I think one coach Prime's going to learn, or he did learn he needs to be more successful in landing those in those big linemen that come out because there's, there's only so few, there's not that many linemen that come out that are as good as I guess um, Colorado needs, but there's going to be a couple, there's going to be a few. And so I think he will recruit the trenches harder. And I think he's going to continue to build. They already landed a commitment not too long ago on the defensive side of the ball. But I think coach prime is, has this program destined for glory. I think, especially with his kids returning next year, I think they should probably at least have a Big 12 title appearance. But this year, I think they'll make a bowl game. I still do. I think they have five games to win two, and that's just bare minimum. They need to win two games to make a bowl game. You have to win six on the year unless you win five, and then it comes to if not enough six uh, win teams make a bowl game, then they go to academics and stuff. But we'll just call it six games or five games to win two to get to six wins. And I still think that's in the realm of possibility for Colorado. They have a great offense. And while their defense isn't special, their offensive line is rough. Shadur Sanders and this receiving core can literally will this team to victory. They just need a little help from the defense. They need a turnover or two. They need a big play. And we've seen that happen. And so I look at their schedule. And just a second. There we go. I look at their schedule. They have at UCLA next week. It's going to be a crazy game. UCLA's tough team, good defense can run the ball. Colorado needs to air it out. If they struggle to pass the ball, they will lose. Same thing with Oregon State. Oregon State can run the ball effectively. Their defense is pretty solid. Colorado needs to slow down the run, which we haven't seen them do that much. And then they play Arizona. That's a winnable game. Arizona's hot right now, but that's a winnable game. Washington State was blown out by Arizona. So if Arizona, if Colorado could beat Arizona, they should have no problem beating Washington State. And then Utah, tough matchup, but they have injuries all over the place. And Colorado needs to take advantage of the fact that their offense is, Utah's offense is, one of the worst in the country um, and scoring-wise. I think they have good running backs and they have a, a strong running game, but their offense isn't prolific by any means. So with that being said, I think they can make a bowl game. I'm fully confident in this team. I've always been fully confident that this team can make a bowl game. You can go back to August or July, whenever I first started uh, doing locked on buffs. I always said this team can make a bowl game. I think they have potential. I think Coach Prime has confidence that is just going to be absorbed via osmosis. I think that Stanford game was a wake up call. If they didn't have one already at the Oregon game, I think the Stanford game showed them just how serious they need to take every opponent. And so now they have a tough stretch um, coming down th- or in the next few weeks. And I just think that they have a lot to accomplish. And so my vibe for those that aren't following, I think Colorado makes a bowl game. I think the Stanford game was a letdown. I think Coach Prime himself said the performance was pathetic. Coaches on the staff were saying that they have terrible practice habits prior to the game. And so I think there was a lot of things building up to the Stanford game. So I don't know if it was like hype from the media or maybe the players just weren't as bought in as we originally thought. And this isn't me saying they're not bought into Coach Prime. This is me saying they're not focused on the task at hand. And they were exposed. There's no shame in saying that. Coach Prime said they were pathetic. I think they're showing in the second half was pathetic, but I think they're showing the first half showed just how good they could be. 
on both sides of the ball. They were shutting down Stanford on defense. They're lighting it up on offense. And I think they need to look at that film and be like, this is what we are when we're at our best first half was. This is us at our best. No one could keep up with us on the scoreboard. Our defense is making big plays. And this is what we're at when we're at our worst. We're making errors nonstop. We're taking ourselves out of the game and we kind of lose our swagger. We lose our identity and we lose our killer instinct. And Colorado cannot lose their killer instinct because from a top to bottom perspective, this roster is not good enough to lose their killer instinct. They will not win a game this year where it's like, well, they played bad, but they still won. Arizona State's the closest thing to that. And even then, Shadur Sanders was slicing and dicing that defense when it counted. He came up clutch. So they do, they cannot have average to below average games and still win. That's just not – this team is not good enough yet. They will get there one day, but they are not there yet. And so Coach Prime and his, his team, they know they could win these games. They could win three or four games in this coming stretch. But they need great performances. They need big plays on both sides of the ball. And I think it's possible. So for all those people saying I'm down in the buffs, I'm not down in the buffs. Quit projecting. Quit projecting onto me your thoughts because I'm fully confident in the buffs. I think they can make a bowl game. I think we'll have a lot more positives to talk about than negatives. Just had a tough month this past month um, over there in Boulder. I think they could bounce back. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. We don't have an episode tomorrow because obviously Colorado is on a bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the college football weekend and watch the UCLA game against Stanford. Maybe scout them, see what's going on, see what Stanford does against UCLA, see what work, what works, what doesn't. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm Kevin Borba. This has been Locked on Bus. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow.